Hello everyone, this is Evan Young with The Boxing Forecast on Saturday morning. I'm a little late here this weekend. Uh, There's already been some fights, as we know, but I'm just doing a quick rundown of what is happening today. A very brief podcast I plan on doing. I see this weekend as a lot of chalk. It looks like, uh, I'd say, the favorites look like they will likely come in this weekend, but let's start. uh, In Russia, there's an interesting fight with uh, Tabiso Machuno, who is a really tough cruiserweight practitioner. Uh, In his last fight, he drubbed Denis Lebedev, who was once one of the top cruiserweights in the world, but he's older now. But he basically shut him out, and Machuno is a is a rugged character. He's probably five foot eight or nine, weighs about one ninety nine. He's ripped. He's left handed and he's quick. He's slick, but he literally has a really tall order on his hand in Ev Evgeny Tashenko, who's a six foot five cruiserweight. He's eight and zero. He's really stepping up in competition, uh, fighting Machunu. But obviously, they believe he's ready for this fight. Uh, he's a Olympic gold medalist uh, from 2016, the 2016 Olympics in uh, in Brazil. And uh, he's southpaw as well. And he's obviously it's going to be a task for Machunu to get in on him and fight. But he has beaten tall fighters before, uh, such as uh, Thomas Oosthuizen. Uh, and everybody he fights is really taller than him. Uh, he, he's quite a practitioner, though. He's, he is a tough out. He even gave uh, Alexander Usyk uh, kind of a tricky test until he finally got overwhelmed in the ninth round. But, you know, it's a big step up for Evgeny Tashenko fighting Machuno. Machuno is, is still, I'd say, in his physical prime at 33. Uh, I looked at the win. He looks great. Obviously a massive height disparity. It's going to be a difficult challenge on the road, but... I don't think the road bothers Machuno. I think it's just the the physical attributes of Tashenko could be uh, quite difficult. But he is plus six hundred. Uh, you know, I I'm not calling for you know an upset here, but I, I'm thinking of actually putting a small amount on Machuno just based on those odds and his ability. He is a world class operator, and while Tashenko looks. Incredible. This is a big step up. And Machuno knows how to fight tall people. So, you know, this is a real test for Tashenko. Uh, will he likely pass it? Yeah, he probably will pass it. But Machuno, you know, can be a dangerous opponent. I could see, uh, wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world if he pulled an upset. So, I don't mean to be so uh, on the fence on it. I'm really not on the fence. It's just, I see. A little bit of value on Machuno. He might just, you know, lose. But there's, it's a possibility there. If you were going to pick an underdog to put a small play on, maybe Machuno would be it. Uh, anyway, let's go to the UK. There's a UK card today featuring uh, heavyweight Nathan Gorman. You may recall uh, he was stopped by uh, Daniel Dubois when they were both undefeated. It was a very important uh, British fight, and uh, Dubois shined in that fight. They were both uh, undefeated entering into that fight. 
and he stopped Gorman. Gorman's a pretty talented guy. He's uh, tall and heavy, a little chunky, but you know he's a good fighter, fast hands, good boxing. Uh, he's fighting Pavel Solvel, and I expect the Gorman win. He's a massive favorite, minus 3,000, which is uh, 30 to 1. So I don't see any upset here. The question is, does he win by KO or decision? Uh, he gets a lot of decision wins, but Pavel has been stopped twice, uh, and I could see Gorman uh, having the class to get him out of there, although he often is content to hammer out uh, decision wins. But either way, the odds aren't really that favorable on many of the outcomes here. I think he's minus 240 to win by KO. That's a little steep for my liking, but certainly a possibility he ends it that way. Uh, if I have to lean, I'll say he gets him out within the distance, uh, but a decision win wouldn't surprise me either. So I'm going to run through some of the rest of these matches quickly. Uh, Louis Lynn against Sebastian Perez on that UK card. I like Lynn by KO in that fight. Uh, Willie Hutchison and Lennox Clark. I'm going to go with Hutchison by Eileen Decision on that for Hutchison. And uh, the main card that most people are talking about this weekend is uh, the Eddie Hearn card in Gibraltar featuring the rematch with Alexander Povetkin and Dillian White. Now, this is an interesting rematch. Uh, I backed Povetkin the first time, and looking at the fight, I mean, you could say I got lucky, but as I watched the first fight, I have watched it several times in the last few days. I mean, Povetkin was always throwing hard punches in there and landing. He was getting outlanded, but he never stopped trying. He always was looking for a way into the in the front door. He just kept looking. And if you look at the first three rounds of that fight before he was dropped twice in the fourth, he was he was competitive. He was losing, but he was competitive, and he was giving himself a chance to land heavy shots as well. He was in position. Uh, he was landing. He got caught in the fourth round twice. Those were both left hooks, and he was he was lining up his own power shots when uh, Dillian White clipped him with short, quick left hooks on the inside. They were very close to each other when those knockdowns occurred. And I was considering packing Pavetkin again in this fight, but I'm a guy that likes to... I give weigh-ins some import when I analyze fights. And uh, and I noticed that Dillian White came in five pounds less at this in this fight at 247, down from 252. Pavetkin gained about five or six. And further, I did not like how Pavetkin's body looked. He looked soft and doughy. I haven't seen him this like this, if ever. He just didn't look well at all. And I do understand he had a, a bout with COVID several months back, which postponed this fight. And my understanding is that he was hospitalized for a brief period of time, and it was quite a nasty uh, little fight he had. I mean, he wasn't at death's door or anything of that nature, as I heard it, but it was a problem. And what I've noticed is in some of these, some fighters and some athletes don't come back 
that great from it. Uh, they seem to, you know, it can limit your lung capacity. It can have some limiting effects. There's all kinds of wacky side effects that can linger with COVID, especially if you've had a tough bout with it. There's a uh, there's an MMA fighter that a real promising uh, young fighter out of uh, Kazakhstan, I believe, in that area where Habib's from, and he was banging out everybody. He had a really serious bout of it, and he's contemplating retirement. Although I think he might be uh, trying to venture back in. Uh, Jamal Herring had a fight after COVID and looked subpar. You wonder if you could attest some of that to his COVID. Uh, you know, he didn't look great in in his last decision win uh, over, uh, I can't remember who, but he did not look great in his win. And there's been other fighters that have been compromised with it as well. So it's something to consider. So I look at Pavek and his vulnerable. I think he's, uh, you know, I think he's coming in perhaps subpar, especially based on how he looks uh, and the COVID. So I'm leaning against backing him this time. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. He's still going to be looking for the front door, and he can he can hurt White. He can hurt him. He can hurt White even if he's in a in somewhat of a diminished condition. So, but I'm not as strongly favoring that outcome at this point. I do think the fight will not go the distance. I'm expecting that to happen. So you could tuck that into some parlay plays. Uh, I don't see a distance fight. They're just going to be banging banging too hard. Looking for power shots. I don't see and a lot of dancing in this fight. They're going to be standing right in front of each other throwing. And whoever gets there first and hurts the other enough first will win the fight. Uh, Dillian has the faster trigger. Povetkin is a real savvy veteran. So we'll see what he does in uh, his potentially diminished state. But I'm leaning Dillian White, Kale, which is Minus 145, and I'm thinking don't, doesn't go the distance at minus 345, which is very strong. So that's where I'm at there. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'll be watching, of course, but uh, that, those are my thoughts there. I'll just run over the rest of the card quickly without any serious... Uh, I did a bit of uh, study on it, but not... I didn't do any deep analysis on these next fights, but I think the chalk will hold here. I'm going with uh, James Metcalf over Ted Cheeseman, Chris Congo over Michael McKinson. McKinson's undefeated, but has two KOs. Congo looked very good in his last fight where he uh, he stopped a uh, an undefeated uh, fighter. I can't remember his name, but he was, he was it was a good little matchup, and he he looked really good. He shined. Very tall welterweight. Congo is six feet, uh, fast, ripped. So I'm thinking he's going to roll. Uh, Eric Pfeiffer and Nick Webb. Uh, Pfeiffer is the visitor, but I expect him to win. He's uh, got some talent and a bit of amateur background, so I'm picking Pfeiffer to win there, perhaps by stoppage. Yusef Kamari versus Kane Baker. Baker's someone, he's 14 and 7, he's lost a lot of fights, but he's fought at a lot heavier weight in the high 130s, even 140s, and Kamani is uh, basically a, a junior lightweight. And I've seen tape on him. I'm not overly impressed. He's undefeated with a draw. I expect him to likely get by Baker, 
as Dillian White's protege, but I don't see a huge upside for him. And we have Fabio Wordley versus Eric Molina. Molina's fought some of the best guys in the world. He's obviously past his best. He's, uh, he's cashing it out these days. He's gained weight. I don't think he's uh, quite as serious as he once was. Likeable guy, but uh, I think he's here to do the best he can for as long as he can, but I don't think that'll be long. An over-under of 3.5 rounds has been attached to this fight. Uh, I don't know. Could go less, could go more. It won't. I don't think it'll go the distance. You can do it. Won't go the distance. Uh, play at minus 400. That's a steep price, but you might want to parlay that with some other stuff that I've mentioned. So that is my brief synopsis uh, for Saturday's fights. Uh, I, I'll just go over quickly on, on the uh, Thursday night card. That was a fun card. Uh, I did get a bet in on Eduardo Baez. Uh, and he looked terrific against uh, his uh, Puerto Rican counterpart. Uh, he's, he's, really a, he's really a workhorse, and he has a bit of ability. He was boxing, slugging, uh, playing defense, uh, and he had a stationary fighter in front of him. The the guy was no Hector Camacho. He just stood in front of him and it was impossible for him to match uh match the volume and actually the ability of Baez. Uh Baez's brother Leonardo didn't fare as well in his fight uh, against a very talented young guy that ended up stopping him in four. The guy was terrific. I really liked that opponent. He looked great. He was slipping and sliding, throwing concise Hard power shots, so the Baez brothers split in Puerto Rico. I was happy that the judges uh, scored the uh, the Baez fight correctly, the one that Eduardo's fight that he won. It almost seemed as if the commentators were trying to brace us for scores that could be all over the place, or or even a draw, or you know. And I'm glad it, they did it the right way. I mean. The guy did, you know, the opponent did have some moments here and there. He might, he might have won some portions of rounds, maybe 20, 30 seconds of a few rounds. But for the most part, he lost almost every round. So, and that was reflected in the scorecards with uh, 7-1 and 8-0 scores, which, you know, you have to commend that. But should we really have to commend judges doing their jobs? I guess these days sometimes you have to make notice of it. But... They did the right thing there, and there was no controversy there. So enjoy the fights today. Uh, the Russian fight is, uh, you can find that on YouTube if you, if you Google, uh, well, if you uh, tweet Tabisho Machuno's name, you can find a link to that on uh, a nice free link for uh, the Russian card, very good feed. And DAZN is carrying the Povetkin White card, and I'm uncertain about the uh, the Gorman, uh, Nathan Gorman Carbon. I'm sure you savvy folks can find that out there. Anyway, enjoy the fights. I'll be back at you next week with some more boxing content. Hope you all have a great day. I'll chat soon. Bye-bye, everybody.